You listen to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Like movies, music, television, and more? Oh my god. Well, you've come to the right place. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophy, hosted by me, Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophy. That sounds so awesome. The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. Mmm. This is a tasty burger. You ever tried shawarma? Huh? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Is butter a carb? We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes. And the Oscar goes. And the Oscar goes to. The Oscar goes to. The Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Foodies Watching Movies. This is season two, episode fourteen. I am your host, Nate. Today we are in Studio AP. Joining me is. AP, welcome to the show. Good to have you in my neck of the woods. Weird to be in your neck of the woods, but uh, I brought the caravan up today. Also joining us is the co-founder of Foodies Watching Movies, Miss Veronica. How's it going? Going good, going good. Good, awesome. Great to have you back, as always. Well, thanks. I'm glad that you... I'm glad to be here, even though it's getting late. I'm (laughs) glad you still choose to do the show with us. (laughs) Sometimes we're questionable. Also joining us today, introduced by her laugh, welcome back, Lauren. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm glad you're doing well. So, AP, let's just get down to it, man. You said, guys, March 4th, it's the Oscars. We're a food podcast about movies. We should do some shit. Like, let's make some plans. Uh, so, we just had a party. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, I On the mic, though. Yeah, it'd be helpful I had it on the mic. This was like the first time that uh, Foodies has come up to your neck of the woods, so right. thanks for hosting us Yeah, tonight. it was great to have you guys up here. Thanks. It's we also had some good pizza. You had some good suggestions. Shout and... out to you for making that drive like every two weeks, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like for real, we've decided that AP loves this podcast the most because he drives the farthest to get to it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It's not uh, too bad in the morning. No, I actually, I bet that'd probably be a, an easier drive. I'm not looking forward to this one tonight. This one's going to be a long. It's one, a dark. I got to, I got to teach in the morning. It'll actually only be about an hour okay. of a drive because traffic's going to be so much less. Right. So, you know, all right, all right. it won't be that bad. Well, yeah, we're happy to be here. Thanks for hosting. So, man, AP, you're like, we're doing this thing. We're going to get together. We're going to watch the Oscars, and I was like, fuck. 
we also have another thing we have to do. And actually, it also drops today on Pi Day. We'll get to that. Uh, our Age of Ultron review for the Road to Infinity War exclusively on Patreon. You got to give us three bucks. You give us three bucks on the Patreon. You get the exclusive content like the Road to Infinity War. And uh, we just reviewed Age of Ultron. So we just got that done earlier in the night yes. at your place. Like right before cameras rolled on the Oscars. Yeah, it was the Oscar pre-show, the red carpet. Yeah. Which we originally planned to do like an actual Oscars pre-show episode, but... We did, but we were running... Food became more important because yeah, it was delicious. Yeah, we and we, we did actually did something fun today. Nate did a blind taste testing of our pizza selection. Because I, I think... Did never... you ever... Did we determine which slice, yeah. which pizza you like yeah, better? Yeah. Was it Luminati's? Yeah, so uh, it kind of happened like this... You know, I was like, oh, I've never had an actual Chicago deep pizza like that. Like, deep dish. Ever. Not, well, I mean, I have, guess I've had Aranello's in Highland, but that's not like a Chicago based pizza company, you know? Right. So, and we don't typically order deep dish because we, we usually get thin crust. Totally. Totally. Also true. Shout out to Monocles and House of Pizza for their mm. thin crust pizzas. <laughs> I miss uh, Monocles. Respectively, I love Monocles so much. I'm not, like, I, I, can, I can jam on Monocles. It's all about that sauce. I like the sauce. It's nice. I mean, Nate has like a fucking ketchup bottle filled with it in his fridge. No, it's actually a Monocles bottle. I know. It is a Monocles (laughs) bottle. (laughs) Believe me, I know. Your dad has like gallon jugs. He does. He goes to Monocles and buys the quart, the big ass (laughs) gallon jug for real. He really does in his (laughs) fridge because we use it so much. I just always feel like it's so dry. Like it's so always overcooked to me. Like there's never any sauce on it and it's just like cracker thin crust. Well, it's because they used to back in the day of Monocles pizza. Have you ever had Monocles? Probably not. You're not from central Illinois area. I've not really spent a lot of time in that region. So um, Monocles is like a regional thing. It's, Personally, it's one of my favorite pizzas of all time. It's just kind of its own thing. But they have this red sauce. You it's, even worked there, right? Yeah, I did. And I have <laughs> I have stories. It's technically like French dressing, but... Different. Thicker, a little creamier, I guess. And they call it sweet and tart. And you actually put it on your pizza. It's really or good. Dip it. Or dip it. It's, really it's, it's weird because you wouldn't expect something like that to go on pizza. And then you eat it and you're like, oh my God, this is heaven. Can it's I really like... good. But it's only good on thin pizza. You Correct. You couldn't put it on a thick crust. I have, but it's different because the, the breadiness of it. the crust makes it different. And then you're just tasting like heavy, like monocle sauce in a weird way. But yeah, I also worked there. That is very true. <laughs> um, it was the first job I ever got fired from. Oh, damn. And it was... And you're still shouting them out as the best. And crazy story, it had nothing to do with me. Mm. My manager was fucking around one night, and um, because he wasn't taking his job seriously, we ended up being there till 2 in the morning. They said it was my fault because I wasn't doing the dishes, which is entirely not true. So the head manager was just like, oh, well, you're the new guy. You'd only been here for... I'd only been there like two months at that point. Mm. So they just cut me. It was like, whatever. And I was like fucking 15 or something. I don't give a shit. Right. You know, I'm not a pizza guy. But, man, you learned so much there. I loved eating, like, the freshly cooked bread. Because they used to do it at Monocle's. They would roll the dough out the day before mm-hmm. on everything. So you'd have an entire roll of all your breadsticks from one day before that would sit a whole 24 hours before use. That would let the dough was really just, breathe. Was it all pre-made shit or was it all no, homemade? No, homemade. You put That's your cool. mix in. You'd have a dough team that would run the dough in the morning. Every, they would come in. They had the recipes down everything. You knew how many pans to run and whatnot. A big kitchen. Um, it, it's a big back room, yeah, it's, and it's really neat back there. But um, So the stuff would sit for 24 hours before it would be used, so it was like 
perfect when it was cooked. Now they use it as soon as they make it, like day of, they're using it, and that's what they call a white top. Used to only get a white top if Monocles ran out of pizzas. Like, they'd have to make dough that night, like, in the middle of every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So, they didn't have enough time to, like, rise or whatever. And then na- now whoever they have it that's running, it doesn't give that much of a fuck. So they always have white tops because they're too lazy to set up a dough team for the day before. Mm, so sad. it changed. It totally changed it. But today we did this cool taste test. Right. We had a uh, ordered. I went and picked up Giordano's and Luminati's, which is two pretty big Chicago staples of pizzas. And usually if you're from the area, you're... Either for one or for the other, or for one of the other ones that are out there. You can't but, be both. Right. So people pick sides. They're pretty adamant about that. It's like sports teams. Hmm. Yeah, you're either into Illuminati's, you're either into Gino's, or Gino's East, or you're either into Giordano's. Yeah, yeah and it's I've like still not thing. tried Gino's East. I've had Gino's so. East. It's good. It's different. I think because it's like corn mm-hmm. crust or corn meal crust or something. Yeah, their crust is good. I like the crust. But like I said, I'm not a deep dish person. I like thin crust. So you guys A B'd the plates and I didn't have any yeah, clue what I, was I, going I on. Yeah, I put an A on Luminati's and I put a little B on Giordano's. And then I gave you a plate with an A and a B and then you had to blind taste test it. Right, and you actually guessed what they were wrong when you decided which one you liked more. Correct. Cause yeah, I, so what was your decision? Well, I thought it was Giordano's, but it was actually Luminati's. It was that A. That was your favorite. Pizza A, yes. I absolutely loved the tomatoiness of the sauce like they use like real crushed tomato yeah. i fucking love that mm-hmm. like the cheese was really nice like all the flavors were good does lumalnati's have that buttery crust you were talking about mm-hmm. yeah that's the shit right there mm-hmm. like i was all about that life um so yeah i was really grateful that that was a thing we could do because uh experiencing like that for the first time now i know i'm a lumalnati's guy yeah. we'll have to go back um, let's move into, oh yeah, you made a drink for today, dude. I did. I was trying to, th- I was trying to think about this for a few days, trying to figure out what ingredients I had and what I needed to pick up. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, a, like a blue drink for the shape of water would be kind of interesting. And I actually circled back, but we'll get to that later. The drink of water. The drink of water. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Just, it was a blue curacao, uh, raspberry vodka, some Sprite, some lime juice, Put and a little bit of rum. Rum. Yeah, I, I put the rum. Oh, yeah. It was sort of a little alcoholic, but it was delicious. And yeah. threw a couple blueberries in there for me- good measure. And then you doctored up a little bit your way, adding some more lime. I wanted to kind of play on the recipe a little bit. And you said you were like, I was trying to get that color of the water. And I was like, for okay. The shape of water. Okay. This I'll, is an Oscar party. All right. I, I'll, I'll play with some watercolors. So I did it kind of in the more the image of like what I saw it as. And I thought it was all right. I think that yours was better by like a different reason because it was a little more alcoholic and the flavors were kind of crisper. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think of the mixed drinks? I think, I think they were both good. The drink of water. Drink of water. Yeah. I it thought was, they were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big drinker, but um, when I do, I like to drink free shit, and then I, I liked that. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to get it to be layers like blue and green because of shape of water. There was a lot of blue and green. It would have been kind of nice to have a little drop of like grenadine, and you could have made him like shark bites. Oh, his bloody fingers. Yeah, I had like grenadine would have cut through that. And been, I had like, grenadine sweet. in my cart, and I put it back. I should have. Oh damn! Damn! Always go for the grenadine when you get the blue shit. Yeah. When in doubt, grenadine it out. 
Yeah. I guess that's a thing. That's so not really lime a thing. juice grenadine. I'm like, I'm just getting lime juice. It's fine. Totally gonna divert for a second because I brought a bag of Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. Yeah, so I, I discovered were... that on the table. I was like, why is there a bag full of like 20 Szechuan sauces for it's, McDonald's? It's only 10. <laughs> I, thought came, the... I thought they were packets. What? I thought they were packets. Well, check it out. Look. Yeah. That's what do you mean? Packets? I thought, like, wasn't the original draft batch of them packets? No. They were always. It was always that. How much did you spend on those sauces? Uh, Three dollars. And twenty-one cents for twelve packets. It was crazy too because they they were free. No, 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 no. I was gonna buy nuggets and then I forgot on the first day that it came out, so I went back the next day to McDonald's just to buy the sauce. And you would, you know, it's different. I like it. It's the Szechuan sauce, kind of teriyaki, a little soy, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the packaging of it though. It's really vibrant. It's not the Rick and Morty packaging because they had like the Rick and Morty package that had their faces actually Mm -hmm. on the sauce. That was the ultra limited run. They're rare as fuck. But you would have never guessed how hard it was to get 12 Szechuan sauces from a McDonald's because I rolled through the drive-thru and I was like, hey, can I just get like, you guys got the Szechuan sauce? Lady on the thing's like, yeah, I got the Szechuan sauce. Um, Do you want to order anything? And I was like, uh, I'll just, you know what? Can I just, how much is a sauce? It's going to be like 25 cents. And I was like, 25, Yeah, I'll just go with 12 sauces. We'll spend three bucks. She's like, 321, pull around. I sat for like four and a half minutes. Three different people came to the window like, what did you order? The Szechuan? You want this Coke? No, I didn't order a Coke. I want fucking Szechuan sauce. Give me the fucking, it's 12 sauces. You count to fucking 12. You put them in the bag. You hand them to me. It's not that hard. And it was hard. I had two different people go, well, what did you order? You go to like the most notoriously awful McDonald's. I did not go to that McDonald's. Is that the one I that's... I thought you said you did. Is no, the, not the one. Is that the one, one that passed when you're coming off the highway? Not is that the, the one, one that's right by my house. It's the one on Kennedy that's right by this the Speedway over that one's kind not of by bad. Wendy's. That one's good McDonald's Yeah, there. typically maybe, it's good. Maybe you should have went inside. Maybe it would have been easier to get your point across that yeah, way. I should. guess, but like you, it was so crazy. How, it's like, do you want fries? Like, no, I didn't order fries. Like, what I just is, want the sauce. How hard, like, I've been to McDonald's before and ordered 12 hot mustard sauces. Why the fuck was that? Dif- it wasn't difficult then. Why is it difficult now? Because I said Szechuan. It's a hard word. This need, just have a, can I get a jug of it? Get a- <laughs> can I get an entire gallon of Szechuan sauce, please? So anyways, we'll get out of the Szechuan sauce talk. I just wanted to not forget yeah, to bring that up. Yeah, you brought a bunch of them for AP to try. Um, yeah, so just you can have some of those You can report want. back to us on the next episode. Totally. <laughs> so cover on the... On a cold slice of pizza, just Szechuan. AP, your mom kept texting during the Oscars. (laughs) She did. You still up? Yeah, that was... Are you surprised? I I thought she was going to spoil it. I thought she was like, no, don't. The text kept coming up on the TV screen because we were watching it through the phone Yeah, because we we had weird issues with my cable and internet. We're just like, we're not going to... Because, like, for one, the cable... The universe didn't want us to watch the Oscars, but we just kept forcing it to happen. It's like, no, we're doing this now. Like, cable's like, we're not going to have sound. I was like, well, that's not going to help. No, not It's like, well, I'm going to cast it from my computer. We're just going to keep buffering. I was like, I'm going to do it from my phone. All right, but your texts are going to go through. The 90th Oscars, as spoken by Sally Hawkins from The Shape of Water. That's what we were going to have to do. If, <laughs> it's a silent no version. Yeah. yeah, and it sucked because the subtitles were lagging, so it was all behind, and that, mm-hmm. you know. It was all over the place, for yeah. sure. I thought it was a good... Let's talk about the Oscars. We had this Oscar party tonight, and that was fun. This was actually Nate's first time ever watching the Oscars. There have been 90 Oscars in my life, so the Oscars started... In your life. In just your... his life. He is the years of living. <laughs> There's actually... There's been 90. Hold on. I was going to say, I've only been alive for 30 of them, so from 60th Oscars on, 
I've been alive, and this is the first time I've actually sat down and like watched the event, the mm-hmm. whole thing. And um, interesting because when I first met you one time after an Oscar party, you drove to Midway to pick me and Sarah up mm-hmm. after a trip from Vegas. I was very tired. You were very not thrilled, but I was so grateful that you did it. It was so nice mm-hmm. of you. Well, my mom and I, my aunt usually, my sister, like to throw Oscar parties, and we've done it like um. A lot. We haven't done it the last few years, though. Everybody's getting kind of scattered. So um, I'm happy to be at my first Oscar party in a few years. Yeah. It Usually was... we, we, we just like get all fancy and dressed up just for ourselves because we're dorks and make tons of food and hors d'oeuvres and just like chill and watch the Gorge. Oscars. Yeah, and gorge in like formal wear until it's time for sweatpants. And then go, I'm fucking sick of this formal wear. Yeah. When did the sweatpants come out? Like, really early into the night. It's like, probably right before like the Oscars ten minutes. start. Yeah, it's 10 like minutes before. Like, it's like, and oh, the monologue's done. I'm going to put some comfy clothes on. Yeah. Okay, we took pictures. All right, let's change. Sweatpants time. <laughs> but the, I thought the Oscars were good this year. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, Jimmy uh, Kimmel keeping it classy. As far as award shows go, it was pretty straightforward. I feel mm-hmm. like this awards show, though, is more of like a... Okay, well, we already know where everybody else decided who was going to win, so we're just going to agree with everyone now that we're this far in. Because you guys kept saying, like, oh, Sam Rockwell, he's won every other fucking award for Best Supporting right. Actor, That's and then he did. That's kind of how you play that game, though. Like, but basically, whomever wins the Golden Globes is de- generally a lock-in for right. the Oscars. Sometimes, though, you get upsets. Yeah. Like... Especially when, because the Golden Globes, the thing that makes that different is there's uh, comedy, musical, comedy and drama. Yeah, they split that. So, well, do you think there were any upsets tonight? Um, was there anything that you guys were surprised won? Do you want to just get right into it? Best Picture for me was surprising. I was so happy that The Shape of Water won Best Picture. I was too, although I just saw Three Billboards for the first time today. So did we. Me, Nate and I just watched three, that for the first time today because we want to be caught up. Yeah, Three Billboards was my vote, and I I thought it's a fantastic vote. But like, I think I told you even when we were uh, recorded for The Last Foodies, and I was talking about how Three Billboards and Shape of Water were like neck and neck for me. Totally. Like, like if Get Out was my 10, I was like... Nine point or five, whatever. My nine point nine was like they're both right there for two totally different reasons. Right? Because I think that Shape of Water gives you everything you want throughout the movie. Like you're like, oh, they're gonna go on this heist. That's probably not gonna work. Oh, fuck, it worked. Then it's like, oh, this, then this yeah, next this thing movie is was for the fans, like for the audience. It was very rewarding and Absolutely. satisfying to watch. And and then with with three billboards that movie is written and directed to win fucking awards right it's such a grounded powerful story it is and it's you know i told you i thought it was actually based on a true story surprisingly it's not it's a totally made up fucking story i was impressed i loved francis mcdormand's uh ridiculous anarchist inspired oscar acceptance speech get all the women to now, yeah, grab Lauren, your clubs and what just do you beat think all about Francis McDormand? Murder everyone. Um, having just watched that movie today, I don't know. I thought she got a little bit manic for a minute when she was giving that yeah, speech, like when she was like, "Come on, stand <laughs> up, Meryl." If you do what everyone else would do, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder if she was thinking about the scene in Three Billboards where she was using the two slippers to talk to herself. Oh, that yeah. was probably my Gonna favorite part of that movie. You know? yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> the bunny slippers was definitely my favorite part. Like of that slipper movie. talk, that shit got I me. Just, yeah. Yeah. I love I just love her. I loved her in Fargo. I loved her in Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day. That was like one of my favorite Did movies. Did she win she anything in. for Fargo? I don't know. Mm, 
I think that's a question for Google. Yeah, yeah, it's probably. I know she's won an Oscar before. I'm too tired to Google right now. Yeah. I just can't remember what. We'll just think she. I'll just say she did. Uh, but uh, real quick, we should brief on the fact that we did see three billboards. Um, now that we've all four seen it, quickly review out of ten. I'd give it a ten. Yeah, AP. I think I said last week like nine point nine out of ten. V. Fuck. Um, I don't know. There was a lot about this movie that I didn't like. I didn't know anything about it going into watching this movie, so like, I didn't know what to expect or where it was gonna go. I like how it ended, but um, it was for me. I I give it, I give it an an eight point nine. An eight point nine. It was just a little too, like, Oscar bait for me. See, and I thought it was like a nine. 0.75 honestly it had a little bit of everything and yeah it has some heavy gut-wrenching emotion and they they really put some really hard to fucking talk about concepts right in your face yeah can i just say i want to i want to say that i think that what was cool about this movie is that it focuses on the aftermath of something that could have been like the plot of a movie like this woman's daughter was abducted raped and murdered you know, and then it could have been a totally different movie, but I like that it focused on the after of what happened. You know, like what this mother is doing with her life a year later after her seven months later, seven months later. Yeah. I, I, you know, her daughter's case is still unsolved, and she's trying to get shit done. Right. You know, man, and she doesn't just get shit done; she like puts the whole town on their heels, and it's coming from all angles. And I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie is her and the priest. Yeah. In the living room. Yeah, she's shutting him down. She is like, um, she pretty much says that, like, if you're upstairs, mind your own business, smoking a peace pipe while another priest is downstairs doing some really heinous acts, that you're complicit. And that's what makes these cops complicit. Oh, the Crips and Bloods. Culpable. Culpable. The Crips and Bloods argument. Yeah. Yeah, which was a really, that was fucking powerful as well it was a good movie it was really dark it cut through with some interesting comedy i loved uh i love sam rockwell as an actor i'm glad that he won best supporting i liked woody harrelson i thought woody Woody harrelson did a better comedic role than anyone else in that movie oh definitely especially Especially that part when he's talking to his kids at the lake his last day yeah that was a sad ass movie don't put the don't put the magnets into your eyes. That's counterproductive. <laughs> but see, that's one thing about the movie, too. And, of course, a little bit of mild spoilers here is that, you know, the Woody Harrelson scene is the rough. It's really fucking... You got to... Super dark. Just bite down and get through it, you know. Um, but once you get through it, it's like the hardest part is the letters he sends. But well, the first cause... one's bad because it's the wife. Yeah. Right. But then everyone else's letters are amazing for their own reasons and leave standout moments. Right. Mm-hmm. The the letter to Francis McDormand is this like, hey, here's the truth. I paid for the billboards uh, at, you know, for after I die, which is hilarious. Like, now, they're going to be fucking stuck with them. I'm dead. This is great. Like, because ha. he, he kind of felt responsible that he did not help her find her daughter's killer right. and, in, in and the time that he was alive and it, was able to help her. Exactly. And he brings up a thing that's very pertinent to the movie that maybe one day in a bar, some guy will say something that someone will hear 
and opening up a door that opens this case wide well, open. It's like the it's also foreshadowing with like Sam Rockwell's letter with like you're not a fuck up. Oh my god! And just to take it in and like pay attention to things and and to well, <laughs> be mindful of your surroundings and you'll be a great detective and you know you can figure things out just really easy. Behind him, there's just fire. He has no idea. He could totally be bur- and again. Frances McDormand has no idea when she starts that fire that he's in there. Well, she, oh, she tried calling him, though. Yeah. Just, and then she's like, fuck it. Well, all right. Good enough. What did he have with him that he threw at her feet? It was, it was her the, daughter's case file. It was the case oh, file okay. that would have burned up. Yeah, because it's on the desk already catching fire, and he, so he grabs th- it and fucking puts it, puts it out and then throws it. he puts it. it under his shirt when he runs through yeah. it. See, that was an interesting character plot twist, too, because at first I thought he was the one who ended up setting the billboards on fire. Turns out it was the ex-husband. Spoilers. Actually, yeah, I thought it was him. Oh, and the husband casually says that. Oh, God, what a cocksucker. Yeah, but Ugh. then, like, like you're, you're thinking about how awful Sam Rockwell's character is because he just beat the shit out of that other guy who was in Get Out, by the way. And the, the whole brother. movie is hinged on the fact oh, that yeah, he Oh, the, yeah, the brother, he is in that movie. Yeah, he did a really good job in this he movie. He did. I loved him in this movie because I kept thinking, I was like, where the hell do I know that guy? Yeah, I knew him I knew him from the second that he came on the screen. I was like, I knew, I know he well, was in Get Out. Well, you've seen Get Out like yeah. a million well, times. Yeah, different hair at threw this me point. Yeah. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, the part, the part near the end when Frances McDormand, he, she sees her ex-husband and his new girlfriend out to dinner. I love that new girlfriend. Yeah. She's so dumb. <laughs> She's so dumb. And Frances McDormand is like, Frances McDormand is like, you treat her well. Yeah. Be Sets nice the to fucking her. bottle I thought she was going like, to shatter. Same. I thought she was going to fucking take him out. I was like, oh my God, this is she about to get fucked She just doesn't up. want him beating up on someone as precious and dumb as her. Yeah. Well, that girl just was like, well, how I work for... The disabled horses. And then, yeah. yeah, and then it's like, it's a bad time. I gotta kind of pee, but it's. Like I, I can tell other. this is a bad time. I'm gonna go. It's a bad time, right? Uh, I was yeah. like, she was, a, just, the, she was like, you just wanna give her a, a blanket and a hot cup of tea. You're like, just, it, it'll be okay. How old was she? Wasn't she like supposed to be like 19 in that movie? <laughs> yeah. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, For like a 50 year old guy. Yeah. One thing is that the Dixon character that is Sam Rockwell also is, um, you know, kind of talked about in the town as a guy who has, he got away with really um, torturing somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of this a like, race. And, and he, and it's really a cloud over his head through the whole movie. That's who he is. And of course the breaking point after Woody Harrelson's character dies and he like, he sends him that letter. He, but he, first he snaps and he goes after red and he throws him out the fucking window. After- pistol oh yeah him. yeah and then he hits that chick and everything and you're just like oh my god this guy couldn't get any fucking worse you know and then he tries to redeem himself well it was even worse that he, after like he went down after he was already in the road and like hit him again yeah it's like what the- and the thing is this movie does a good job of swerving you too because it's like they led you to believe that you know sam rockwell's character might also kill himself there's like some play with that a couple times towards the end of the movie and you're right, like oh he shit just failed and realized what a oh fuck it was up the, the and... shotgun before he got... yeah. i was like no well i, I think he was planning on killing himself depending on what that woman yeah. said to him on the like phone. if she would have been shitty to him he probably yeah. would have well right. and his mom was that scene when he comes back from the all bloodied. And like the mom just like banging on the door, like yeah, but sad. isn't that wasn't that right after he got the DNA from the guy? Yeah, yeah. it's like I needed because that's what he's doing. He's getting the evidence bag and the. I wanted that guy to be the guy so bad. That was the I guy know. that also like threw a thing at 
her at the yeah, shop. The, Even though, like Sam Rockwell said, he was like he he raped someone, mm-hmm. like someone, he murdered yeah. someone, mm-hmm. or he's and being he's like you want to go on a road trip. Well, and the guy, and here's the thing that kept being said that they kept saying his his commanding officer, meaning that guy is a cop or something. So I think it was military. 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 So that means they could be covering for him anyways. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He could have been there. And it's interesting. Why did he go to the shop and throw that thing at Francis McDormand yeah. right. if there was no connection? There was. You know, I think you're it's like that. This movie makes you think it's not it like does. just a, a regular mainstream. It gives you um, Oscar bait movie. It gives you options of like what could happen. And then they give you like maybe the least expected logical line of development for the story Mm -hmm. i was telling you when we were watching it i was thinking like i feel like they didn't really know how they wanted to end this movie so they ended it kind of ambiguously yeah yeah like he was like like, what did he say he was like or what did she say she was like we don't we don't have to do it if we yeah, we decide like, we'll decide. On, we'll decide on the trip. Figure yeah. it out. I kind of thought the movie was going to end in a couple different spots towards the end. Like I thought it was going to end in, when she was sitting under one of the billboards because it started playing music. I'm like, oh, it's going to end here. And then yeah, it's like, that's what oh. Nate thought too. Well, I thought it was going to end when they were driving away from the three billboards because oh. the intro of the movie is them dri- is her yeah. driving into the three billboards. I thought it went oh perfect circle. No, you, it just kept going and it just went a little bit longer and gave you a little bit extra. And I I, I really just enjoyed to leave it. You, like wondering because yeah. So I'm really glad that she won Best Actress. Yeah, I'm really glad that Sam Rockwell best won Best Supporting Actor. I haven't seen Darkest Hour, but Oldman. from what I from oh, what I've Gary seen, Oldman. Gary Oldman did really well in it. Man, I can't wait to watch it now. The yeah, he got the mannerisms and the voice and the look just down. It was. And what's up with the Oscars fucking people on their speech? Like, most people did really fast. He's never seen the Oscars. No, he doesn't but like, know that about the a lot. music. But that, it's so that fucking happens at awful. Every show. Best picture. Guillermo yeah. del Toro barely said anything. Like, less than a minute of speech. And then Someone, who, was, who was that guy that came literally up? Literally, I think said he was one maybe word. an executive producer to like, the movie. Okay. And then they played him off and then cut the lights out. I'm like... It's not even 11 yet. What Just is- so Kimmel could come out and say something about a fucking jet ski. Like, like give him yeah. a, like. We saw much well, time. Well, gave him his due. He's like, what were you going to say, dude? Yeah. I don't know. That's Even just... though I had to be so embarrassed. Totally. Like, let him, let him think. He was the other yeah. producer of the film. Let him say his two cents. Totally. Like, it's his moment, too. It's not just Del Toro. I mean, should have had him go first, because Del Toro already had just, Plus, like, I really before. wanted to hear Sally Hawkins speak. Right. I know. She, She's we not. didn't hear her speak Because there's been night. some <laughs> movies that have won Best Picture where they, like, kind of, everyone says, like, two quick things. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, so what do we... Okay, best leading was Gary Oldman. Uh, supporting role was Sam Rockwell. Leading actress was Frances McDormand. Supporting actress was... Alison Chaney. And man, you haven't seen I, Tanya yet. No. Oh, oh. It was really good. Like... Lady Bird was really good too, though. Lori I Metcalf- didn't see Lady Bird yet. We're, that's on our list. We're going to... Laurie Metcalf yeah. was also phenomenal. But... Yeah. I think... Lori Metcalf might just be that person. Allison Janney became another person. Yeah. And I think that you mentioned this earlier, but you said it about Meryl Streep. Mm -hmm. And you said it about Tom Hanks that they are, they go to a certain level and you'll never see them peak that level. Right. They they achieved achieved their level early that there's never a standout performance from them. They're always giving the same level, which is great, but there's nothing that looks... Oh, it's just them being them. It's like Octavia Spencer. And that's what I was just getting ready to bring up is in the supporting actress, Octavia Spencer's definitely in for that whole group of she's always great in everything she does. It but didn't really she kinda she kinda she kind of it was kinda similar to her performance in the help, I, I feel didn't like. I did see the help, mm-hmm. actually. Well, really? and the hidden figures. The help was great. 
Yeah, it's a good it. movie. She just she brings they bring the their A game, but I mean it's like not like someone who's like went like above and beyond and did something that's, that was you didn't because expect. Of the nature of her character, and right. the role she was in. Right. I think that uh, the this material's not there. It's not there. Right. I well, think... it's like the same reason Spielberg doesn't get nominated for director anymore. Yeah, that's it's because like everyone knows his early work, so nothing like surpasses their previous work. So it Correct. doesn't. That's how it is. Because a lot of these awards are recognizing a career more than that specific film. Mm-hmm. Like, Del Toro as much earned it for Shape of Waters he did for Pan's Labyrinth and all the movies that have come before that. I think that a shocker on this list was actually animated feature film. I was just going to say, I was super surprised that Loving Vincent didn't take it. Should have been. I mean, a completely hand-painted movie. Every frame of that movie is hand-painted, and I it did not I haven't seen that win. yet, but I really need to. Never bet against Pixar. Uh, I guess that's the unfortunate it's, it's, fucking it's, truth. <laughs> animated is mostly a popularity contest. I fucking hate that. I hate that so much. I want it to be about are quality. Vo- are all voted on by the... By the whatever the academy everyone who votes on it so whatever they're more likely to see or hear about cinematography ap you actually saw blade runner yeah i watched it this morning in the mic sorry i was looking at the list i uh, i watched it this morning and i never i haven't seen blade runner before so i'll okay. and it actually didn't detract. you haven't seen the original blade runner i have not you haven't seen the original blade runner with I know, harrison ford i know That's i need so to shocking I have it. I'm going to watch them back to back. I didn't have time to watch them both, and I wanted to see Blade Runner 2049 before the Oscars. So you could have an educated opinion about right. the episode. I have the director's cut on DVD. I have it too. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, so yeah, I, and I said it before, like I mentioned the group, like if Blade Runner 24 doesn't get cinematography or visual effects, I think that's going to be ridiculous. And it got both. And I was like, oh, already then. Because yeah. like it's visually stunning, and a lot of the, everything's a little different. It's not really. Sh- is there a noise? I don't I have the headphones on. Oh, so I it was. Can't. Uh, sorry, put the seat up. Oh, okay. Uh, sh- no <laughs> shockingly, costume design was not shocking at all. A movie about costumes. One. Yeah, it was dresses. I mean, the end. I mean, dr- I guess, yeah, costume dresses. I changed my vote from Beauty and the Beast to Phantom Thread when I saw, like, the Phantom Thread. Like, the little teaser that they yeah. were doing for the nominees. Yeah, Phantom Thread, yeah, is all about dresses, and it's very committed and. The guy is a little OCD, a little bit maybe on the spectrum. Well, this is supposed to be Daniel Day Lewis's like swan song, yeah, and he brings it totally. Final film he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Director, we already kind of brought this up, but Del Toro does take best director, which is awesome. Uh, Then we're gonna quickly through some of these other ones. Documentary feature film Icarus. That's about Putin. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's Russian. It's it Netflix produced, so it's another Netflix win. Documentary short subject was hair, uh, uh, Heaven is a traffic jam on the 405. I've heard nothing of this. Thank you. I All voted. Right. I got. I voted for that one. I don't know why, but I got it. I voted for Edith and Eddie just because it sounded like two old people. I voted for heroin. Film editing went to Dunkirk. Which? Foreign language film went to a fantastic woman. I picked that one. First transgender film that's awesome which is pretty and won won an award uh makeup and hairstyling went to victoria went to darkest hour i had picked victorian well gary oldman became winston churchill original score went to alexander desplat for the shape of water even though three billboards is what i voted for i voted for the shape of water i really liked the the tune Mm -hmm. alexander desplat i think deserved the win but shape of water or not shape of uh three billboards had the more 
I think, interesting score. Rousing. Yes. yes. Three Billboard score was really good, and when we were watching it, that was the first thing they noted I mean, that, about that it. That little like, I really like westerny the sounding tune to certain but parts. But it was of also them. modern. I'm surprised yeah. Get Out was not uh, nominated for Best Original Score. Yeah. We were saying that. I know. You had been talking about that earlier tonight. Get Out was not nominated for which, which Original Score. Which is shocking here. Yeah. Right. Uh, original song uh, <sighs> went with the Best Animated Film, which was for Coco. But I think... I don't know if any of you guys even liked most of the song choices from this. Uh, honestly, I just love Suf Jan Stevens. He's amazing. So Which I'm. Was that one again? Mystery of Love, Call Me by Your Name. No, that music in Call My Name was actually like you guys need to check out Call Me by Your Name. The music and the yeah, acting. Yeah, I haven't is, seen that one yet. I'll check it out. I have no idea what it's, it's a about. little. It's a little. It's a a boy and his father's uh, graduate assistant, and they form a homosexual relationship oh. in Italy. Yeah, it's a very interesting story. I'm really upset that Baby Driver did not get nominated for more, like, in more categories besides just sound mixing and sound editing. But like I was saying earlier, that's probably all Kevin Spacey's right. fault. Right, I mean, I'm happy he got some recognition. Right. Like, Edgar Wright might, may have deserved a director, but it's it was a hard field for director this year. Yeah. I mean, was it? the director of Three Billboards didn't even get it on the list. Yeah, and he could have. <clears throat> um... Uh, I'm just really glad that Jordan Peele got best original screenplay for Get Out. I was yes. hoping that that would be the Oscar that he would win tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he wasn't going to get director with Del Toro, but he needed right. some recognition of the fact that he wrote and directed it himself. And produced it. Yeah. Adapted yeah. screenplay was Call Me By Your Name. Is that based on something true? Yeah, it's a book. That's when oh. the guy was thinking. He, uh, oh, it's he, it's a, an Italian or French that. book That's or right. something. That's right. He does say that. Like, Nate was think surprised the, book the disaster really artist just disaster artist didn't win yeah that's that's what i, I saw put that down disaster, my vote for. i saw it too this week it's, it's, a, it's the a disaster little, artist yeah i mean i think it suffered from franco but it like, suffered from no franco. from frank oh, the, from the fallout from the stuff yeah, that was the same said. reason franco didn't get nominated i think franco is probably how uh denzel washington got in there to be honest interesting mm-hmm. Uh, visual effects, as you said, went to Blade Runner. Yes. Sound mixing and editing both went to Dunkirk. Yeah, they had matching nominations, and yeah, usually, Dunkirk. Usually, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, usually, I don't know. Sometimes they go hand in hand, even though they're very different things. Yeah. I was gonna say, usually, when it comes to sound editing and sound mixing categories, the war movie always wins. I think Hacksaw Ridge swept those last year as well. Mm-hmm. It won a lot of awards last year, didn't it? Win I th- Best actually, I think, actually, I think Star Wars won. No, it Baby didn't Driver had an amazing soundtrack. Oh, well, and yeah. the way the and music, just the way it flowed into e- each song, like flowed into each other, was like, amazing. A lot of the stuff was so synced up. It was, it was phenomenal. Do you think that that Baby Driver also suffers from Kevin Spacey? Yeah, being yeah, tied to it, and that's mm-hmm. why it didn't win any awards. I feel like I feel like maybe honestly, if it wasn't for Kevin Spacey, he probably would have been nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role, because wasn't wasn't the younger guy in Baby Driver wasn't he technically the lead? Ansel Elgort, yeah, yeah. Kevin's if there was someone else in Kevin Spacey's role, that it'd be interesting, but it might have gotten more recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now have officially a uh, NBA champion who's also an Oscar winner. Yeah, yeah Kobe Bryant, <laughs> Oscar winner. Who's won more? Who's won more awards than Brad Pitt? Um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp and Tom Cruise combined. Damn. <laughs> and he has the same amount as Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, just one. <laughs> uh, and then best production design, Shape of Water, which took home the most awards night, 
four yeah. out of 13 mm-hmm. nominations, it Would, better have taken there was, Yeah, there was none. Because there's been years like, um, I think when Lord of the Rings won, I think it took like 11 home. Holy shit. It's like there's some that have taken home, I think almost everything they came up for. Like Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. Nothing nine. will ever beat the Lord of the Rings. So, let's mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, talk about it. Who scores the most points in this? I had 36. I had 27. 24. 17. AP's the winner. AP hosts, AP wins. Yeah. Well, I think Win. I also did see all of the Best Picture nominees. So it past. helped. Yeah. I think it we helped. kind of fell behind on our viewing of any of these movies. Because I think majority, I think, besides a handful, I think all of them were from those nine, like, branched out from those. So I was able to give a little more educated opinion. Like, the only ones I missed were the... Those document documentaries and the foreign films because I never was going to see those. The short film, live action, and stuff. Yeah, those were. I mean, I feel like the short film, the like, I want to go watch those because they can't be that crazy. Right. Long. When I they saw that, um, the Regal over by me actually did a screening of all of the animated and live action shorts. And it's like an hour and a half for all of them together, that's and I'm cool. like, that's kind of nice just to go in there, hour and a half, get them all out of the way. Be done. That's actually dope. I would love that. I only saw one of the animated short films. We watched my my kid and I watched Revolting Rhymes, and it was a uh, it was pretty dark, but it was pretty cool too. He really? It. Yeah, it's like dark fairy tale. Yeah, I think one of based my, off the book. Oh. I think one of my goals is to just have a complete like just have seen everything that's on the nomination list. Like next year, you're trying to do that for the 91st Oscars? Maybe. Damn, that's those, uh, That foreign film's going to be a, tr- a trick, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you're going to see those. Uh, you, to, like, can, boot, like, you, can, you can figure it. out how to get screeners yeah, somehow. But I feel like I can, I'm going to try and take advantage of... And maybe try and see more movies. Now that I have movie pass, try to see more movies so I maybe I'll have seen them in the course of things, not just wait till January and then just bum rush try, through all yeah. of them. Right, right. So AP's the winner of tonight. Which also makes him the loser of tonight because AP, I brought something for you. Oh gosh! And he's got to try it live on the podcast right now with no, with no. You can't. You got to just do it like a man. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is coming back from last week's episode where I talked about it and brought it on, but this is my last of them. Oh no! You brought super it for lemon. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing: don't let the powder get on your hands. Literally, just barely open the package and put it right in your mouth. It's the easier way to do it because then the powder gets on your hands. If you touch your eyes, it fucks you up. You're not gonna like it. No, and I want your full review. This is gonna be amazing. And it's in. Oh. Yeah, oh. it's it's unpleasant, isn't it? It's different. <laughs> it's awful. I like lemon, but this is too much. I just want it to be a lemon head. <laughs> You know, yeah, like you a just warhead. Want... Oh, it's worse. Oh. It's worse. <laughs> oh. oh. He's in pain. Oh, layers and layers you, of flavor. You'll be able to see pain like this on our Instagram because I'm taking amazing pictures of AP in absolute anguish right now. Oh, now it's fine. Now it's okay. Yeah, now it tastes good. You got past the worst part that mm. fucks your top of your like mouth. It's like a warhead up. a little bit. Yeah, it's like a warhead to an extreme. Yeah, it's, it's pretty extreme. It's like the Hot Ones version of warheads. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's a great it's reference. A sour, like, that would be the worst kind of thing. Do like Hot Ones with sour stuff. It's yeah, like, because it would just wreck your fucking mouth, yeah, bro. Yeah, just burn the that, shit out of your tongue. What's that, the uh, point? Yeah. The muscles in my face hurt now. It's yeah. just like, Do you like sour stuff? Mostly, typically? It's not bad. See, I really love like sour Skittles. Warheads are good. I used to like eat warheads so much that the skin in the inside of my mouth would come off because I would just like melt it off. Horrific. Well, yeah, I, I was a kid. I didn't give a fuck. I loved warheads. That's the thing. Try and get a couple flavors in your mouth at the same time. Yeah, totally. 
Mm-hmm. Eating warheads, playing Pog, and warheads. You totally nailed it. That's exactly what playing I was fucking doing. Pog. She Pog. Na- she nailed it, man. <laughs> Were you spying on that me? Was, no, I, was I grew a up kid. in that the Midwest the too. That's all. Illinois. No, she's spying on me from the future into the past. She's looking into my childhood. So Get Out might get a sequel. Oh yeah, I wanted oh. to talk about that. Jordan Peele said he's like, you know, I have some ideas. It could be I done. Was, I was reading online that he wants to do like a trilogy of horror movies dealing. An anthology? Yeah. Oh. But like anthology. social commentary? Yes. That would be cool. That would, that would so it wouldn't be like a direct sequel to Get Out? Because it wouldn't be like be the like, same family because how can you fucking no. further that story? Like but you can tell. Show or like Cat's Eye, like an anthology. He might, he might even keep like the same okay. actors, but like do a different American like, Horror Story. story. Yes. yes. That's cool. That would be I cool like with that. that. I like mm-hmm. that idea. I want to see, see more of the, the best friend. I liked him. Uh, yeah. And Daniel Kaluuya is amazing. amazing. He's yeah. fucking phenomenal in that movie. He was great in Black Panther. I mean, Did you see Black Panther? Mm-mm. You should do it. You'll not be disappointed. I mean, it's definitely outside of the realm of anything Marvel's ever with, done. With his really? win from tonight, he's definitely could probably go to any studio. Well, he's probably going to stick with Blumhouse. Blumhouse will make anything he wants now. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. They're great. Um, it's interesting because I also want to mention that from the time we did the first talking of the Oscars, which was several episodes ago, mm-hmm. we changed our answers. Well, because most of us hadn't seen any of the nominees at that point. Right, or we very had to get few. a more informed Correct. Opinion. I'm curious how many of these I got right the first time, though. did you, you have a lot of Star Wars in your first go at it? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Okay, let's see. I had, I didn't get Best Picture. I got Best Director. I didn't get Best Actor. Um, I didn't get best actress. I got best supporting. I didn't get best. I got best supporting actress. I got best foreign language. Didn't get screenplay or original screen. Oh, I did get original screenplay. I have get out. And today I wrote shape of water instead. Fuck. So yeah, I should, I guess I should have just kept some of this. I did. I totally fucked it all up. All right. Well, is there anything else we want to do before we get out of here today? I know it's a little bit of a get shorter out. episode. Oh, get, get out. out. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. I, I, lo- really... I love that that was going to be the... I wanted them to <laughs> do stick game. with that. I know. Just not at the end. Just not at the best picture winner. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. you never want to yeah. do something yeah. like I mean, that. I was, <laughs> I was kind of over the jet ski moment after the second time they talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, also, we're going to send you to a random place in fucking Arizona. Yeah. Which they probably already knew, because don't they have to like um, do a test run of the Oscars, and so they people don't know they're winning, but they have a placeholder for how long they expect their speech they do it, to be. They only do it for presenters. They don't do it for oh. all the presenters show up like the day before. I got you. So they so the actors have no idea if they even need to be having a speech ready. That's, that's why that's everyone that's why everyone has a, usually has a speech ready or something Fuck written down. That dude, I'm going off the cuff, man. Genuinely, if I ever won an award like that, I'm just going off the cuff. Well, I feel like. The worst thing would be losing. I take that that letter you wrote, the thank you thing, and like out. throw it away. Yeah, that would be the be like, oh well, I guess I didn't need this. That happened yeah. to Michael Keaton. That video of him like putting it back. It was in. so sad. What wanted him to win so when bad. Bird when he was in Birdman. When he Bird, thought he was gonna win, and he like there was well, a video of him putting his speech back into his pocket as like he was oh. clapping, and yeah. then but he got to give a speech during when Birdman won, which was nice. Yeah, hell yeah. I loved that movie. Birdman was amazing. Birdman one was best amazing. actor of the year that Birdman was nominated. It was the kid for Theory of Everything. Uh, what's his name? Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that the uh, he played Hawkins? Stephen Hawking? Yeah. I did not really like that movie that much. I didn't, I didn't see, it. see it. It had a uh, the future Daredevil in that movie. Future Daredevil, Mister um, Matt Cox. Yeah, he he played uh, the 
the man who ended up uh, marrying his wife when they got a divorce. Interesting. Very. It also sweet. has a young actress who was I forget what her name is, but she was she was in Star Wars. She was in Star Wars Rogue One. Okay, Felicity Jones. Yes. Oh, she yeah. was the wife, wasn't Felicity. she? Yeah, she was the wife, and she was also she was also in this movie. It was called I forget what it was called, but it had Anton Yelchin in it. Oh. And it was it was really good. It was a movie about like this this young guy who's in California, Anton Yelchin, and this girl comes across from England and like they like fall in love, but she's staying on a visa. Mm-hmm. So she can't stay there for long, so she has to like go back to England like she gets deported and oh, wow. yeah, it's really sad, but it sounds sad. Well, it wasn't the beaver. Lauren, you recently watched a couple Netflixy movies too, yeah. right? Yeah. And I went and saw Annihilation. So give us some reviews on it. I'm not going to take a picture of you, don't worry. I'm I'm actually going to take a picture of myself for my dad cuz he's <laughs> like, "Hey, are you how'd the podcast go?" And I'm like, <laughs> Dad, the podcast is still going on right now, and I'm sending you a video of me telling you this while I'm on the podcast, because, yeah. Yeah, see? So now he just got that. That's cool. I love the way future works. Anyways, back to your movies that you've seen. You saw Annihilation in theaters, and you've seen like two or three on Netflix? Yeah. Go ahead and get into them. What did you think? Annihilation was really, really good. Premise of the movie? Um, It's... It's Natalie Portman, and yeah. it starts off with um, you. She's like a biologist, and she teaches at John Johns Hopkins. Okay. And her husband is a soldier, and he comes back home after being missing for like twelve months. Shit. And he ends up having this like seizure. He starts coughing up blood, so they take him in an ambulance, and then they get the police come like the police come as the ambulance is going down the road whoa and they take him to like this place that's called area x which you come to find out that there's this thing called like the shimmer okay that is like enveloped like part of the coast of florida whoa and it's like this you come to find out it's like this extraterrestrial phenomenon Mm. because at the beginning you see this like this ray of light come down and it shoots and it lands on this lighthouse oh yeah and it causes this like shimmer to like develop around it and you see that in the trailer that's that like translucent multicolored thing that shimmers yeah so not just a clever name so this this psychiatrist or psychologist her name's dr ventress played by jennifer jason lee she develops this team of like five all-female um young young women to go into the shimmer and find the source which is the lighthouse and find out what's going on because their fear is that if they don't get to the bottom of it that it will eventually like envelop like the whole world basically so they go in there and they eventually do get to the to the root of what it is and i don't want to give you a spoiler fair enough but it's really really good i thought it was like like I said in my review, kind of on Facebook, it was very like technical, but it was written really, really well. Your review on Facebook that I screenshotted? <laughs> yes, I totally kept this. It sounds like a rival. I think I'm going to make AP read your, 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 your review. Okay. That's the review that Lauren made on her Facebook. Should I read it verbatim? Yes, totally, of course. That's... I'm home now drinking wine and watching The Ritual on Netflix. Annihilation was great. It was maybe a little too much for me on a full moon when my emotions are already heightened tenfold, but it was still a great movie nonetheless. It had an amazing score. First of all, the writing was technical but brilliant. The direction was great. 
Alex Garland really knows how to do thriller science fiction. He does it well. First Ex Machina and now this. All in all, 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. Veronica, this needs to be a foodie's tweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, Veronica said this needs to be a foodie's tweet. I yeah. see that. I miss saw that. Oh. So do you stand by that now that you're a little bit further out from the movie? Yes. Awesome. And it was a little bit much. That's interesting. I'm I'm more intrigued to see it now with your blessing of a review than when I saw the trailer and went, oh, God, another Natalie Portman movie. Like, that's, I have, that's what I thought, too, when I first saw the trailer. Totally. I first saw the trailer for it when I went to go see... What was the first movie I went to go see at Crestview by myself? It was Lady Bird. Oh. So I, I first saw the trailer for Annihilation when I went to go see Lady Bird. Sweet. And then when I saw that it came out and it was getting generally favorable reviews, I was like, I should go see this. And I'm really glad I did. I really liked it. Hell yeah. Is it one of those movies that is probably a better experience in theaters? Or Yeah. So maybe we should get even, on that Even the director, it's... he said he was, because I guess it's getting distributed on Netflix in like, oh. in like some countries because Netflix like picked it up somehow. Like international distribution. Yeah. Interesting. And he was, he was kind of upset. He was like, this movie was meant to be seen in theaters. He was, Shit. And so he's kind of upset because, I mean, I can understand that if you're a director, you, you want your movie to to reach the maximum amount of number of people that it can mm-hmm. on the big screen before it goes to the small screen. Right. And, and not only that, though, is like when you go to see a movie and you're immersed in the sound and you're... Mm-hmm. It's a different experience. You're actually not on your cell phone because like, they make sure you don't be on your cell phone. And like, like, Would you hate it if you had to see Infinity War only on your phone? No, I would absolutely love it if they gave it to me right now. No, but like, what if you could only see it on your phone? Ever. I could yeah. only ever watch it on my phone. I'd fucking be so mad. Yeah, like that's... I would, like, what if I buy a projector that I can <laughs> hook my phone up to, though? You're, only, you're restricted to like eight inches. Like, can't do it. Jesus, uh, don't want to that's basically that. how it is. It's like I feel like eight inches how... was mildly specific. AP. <laughs> well, like, I think that's the size of my phone. That's why. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, is he really going to say this live on the podcast?" And then you swerved it with phone, and I was like, "Oh, winner! Great, it's getting anyway, late. You can tell. It's getting late. Um, <laughs> the ritual." The Ritual Netflix, that was really good. It was like this scary movie. It took place in the woods in Sweden. Um, yeah, it sounds fucking it was, crazy. It was like a creature. It was like a creature movie. Okay. And then what else did I watch? I watched this movie called Ravenous. <laughs> I've seen Ravenous. No, different Ravenous. I thought the same thing. Because oh. there's a new foreign film that's called, she'll explain. Le, Le Femme. It's, oh. it's a French-Canadian zombie Please movie. It was really good. It had a very sad ending, though. Uh, very sad. Uh, like, I was crying by the end. Uh, I don't like sad movies. And you also saw something that people are saying is really scary. Veronica. And? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> but. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I mean, nothing really phases me anymore as far as scary movies go. <laughs> so, like, like I was saying earlier... I was like, I didn't really have any nightmares related to Veronica, like nothing, nothing demon related. <laughs> I only drew my head last night that I remembered when I woke up was I dreamt that I was in Florida at a political debate. So maybe you could consider that a nightmare. That sounds like <laughs> totally. a nightmare to me. Or maybe you were just field reporting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was really good. It was about this young girl. She's like 16 or 17. She's in high school in Madrid. It only takes place over like a three or four day period. Oh, damn. And 
she has a seance in the basement of her school during an eclipse <laughs> with two of her classmates. Okay. We, they use a Ouija board and um yeah so she like she invokes kind of like the spirit of her father oh shit who died recently mm-hmm. and it ends up like like it's this is based on a true story actually what the fuck okay now you're throwing me for a loop that's why it's so scary yeah i was like oh whatever this movie i could totally watch it I you mean, said they based definitely, on a true they story definitely dramatize it for the screen like, totally like a lot of it was definitely dramatized, like, but it is the only case in Spain of a um, police detective saying that they witnessed something paranormal happening. Oh, shit. Really? It's the only case, recorded case in Spain of anyone ever saying that they witnessed something paranormal happening, like, in front of them. Wow. That's things no I things. probably don't want to see. No. Yeah, th- things, no at least not when you're by yourself. Things or watch, at night. Things to watch outside at night. The trailer, no. the trailer in and of itself is pretty scary. Really? Yeah. You just like don't have any. You can just take all the fear all day, and it's nothing for you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of awesome. Really, there's nothing that it was no raw. That you raw. Can't see then. I think raw did it for you, huh? It just broke you, and you're just like, okay, whatever. No, honestly, it was, <laughs> it was way before raw. Even Shit. Since, since I was young, like probably like the thing is, is like my dad when I was growing up, he would always let me watch whatever I wanted to watch. Totally. The thing is that it, he would always get more embarrassed when we were watching like sexual movies, like of the four year old virgin, as opposed to like anything gory. Or like well, white yeah. chicks. Yeah. Oh. Do you guys want to know something? I have a white chick story that's oh, hilarious. Gosh. I want to hear your white chick story. So, of course, that's the Wayans Brothers movie, uh-huh. right? So I had seen it a couple times, and my dad had it on like the DVR, and my sister was probably only like 15 at the time or 14. And there's like a dildo scene in that movie. So my dad tried to play it off like the tv broke but i'm mr <laughs> smart fix it pants so i really quickly was like oh no it's just this and i like fixed it right when the scene came on and he wow. got so fucking mad at me because he's like i was trying to keep that from your fucking sister that smut you know he was all mad you know? yeah so smut oh uh, yeah so uh yeah so i remember that that's funny so i get the sexual thing like with yeah. dads and daughters and watch and stuff like that i can totally understand how that's like an embarrassing thing so you got kind of free reign to watch whatever you wanted yeah like we yeah. go to the video store going up and i remember being able to rent like probably like whatever scary movie i wanted to watch and bring it mm-hmm. home and so you're just swiftly desensitized mm-hmm What's the scariest movie to you all time? Like Lifetime, you'll never watch it again because nope. Nothing. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Nothing. Wow, nothing. <laughs> nothing. That's shit. Well, what's your favorite then? Oh. What's my favorite what scary you, movie? Yeah, what scary what's movie do you enjoy? Scary movie? Yeah, what's your favorite scary movie, Lauren? Um, Probably Suspiria. Oh. Dario, Dario Argento. Argento. Yeah. It's this Italian, it's an Italian movie. They're they're coming out with a remake in two thousand. It's supposed to come out in two thousand eighteen. Oh, so I've it's heard. Got, yeah, it's got a lot of foreign films. Yeah, it's about this young American ballet student who goes to Italy, and she trains to become um, a ballerina there. And she she goes to this private school, and she comes to find out the school is run by witches, and it has mm-hmm. an amazing score by Goblin. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm super intrigued. This movie, yeah. This movie plus, it's, plus, up. I feel like it. The just the colors in it were amazing. Mm. Yeah, like it. 
it was a it was a really good movie. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. You've seen it? Mm-hmm. I used to have a poster for it. Yeah, I own it on DVD. <laughs> so if you ever want to Suspiria, if you ever want to watch Suspiria. it, let me know and I'll. We should I'll let watch you. it. I, yeah, I feel like for the longest time it was on Netflix, on like the instant watch on okay. Netflix. It's it's on Amazon Prime now. But oh, we have that. I, we can get to it. Yeah. I have it, or it might. I don't know. It was on Amazon Prime the last time I checked. It might not be anymore. Well, but if, DVD, it's, so. if it's not, then you guys can watch it on DVD. I have the DVD. Cool. Sweet. Maybe we can make that one of the upcoming Foodies episodes. I will say that one of the next the Foodies episodes episode. we're going to do, we have to go to El Guero Taco. She's all about us coming there to I've podcast. I've gone to El Guero like two nights in the past week. Yes. Isn't it's it so good? great, isn't yes, it? Yes. And she's so sweet. Right. I think her name is Maria. We should watch she's El Guero and then talk about Pan's Labyrinth since I've never seen it. Well, that sounds good. I, I own Pan's that. Labyrinth on DVD. I have it on Blu-ray also. I don't that's own a good it. movie. Yes, it is. Doug Jones is amazing in that movie. Doug yeah, Jones I was is saying that Labyrinth? they should give Doug Jones is an Doug honorary Jones like Oscar. Is Toro movie? Yes, he is actually in every movie. And I will say, I want to just real quickly say that I feel shitty that at one point I said that Shape of Water just looked like a Hellboy movie about Abe Sapien. Because it kind of, Abe Sapien and the they look, Beast, they, look they have kind of a similar well, look. Well, Jones. F- and Fish Guy. Doug Jones can only look so many ways when you put du- fish prosthetics on him. Doug Jones, Fish Guy prosthetics, Guillermo del Toro. It, 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 they, Abe Sapien gets laid. The, the movie. Yes. Laid <laughs> Sapien. Laid <laughs> Um, which is probably what Guillermo del Toro is going to get tonight after winning four Oscars. I mean. Laid Sapien? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's the episode title, Late Sapien. I'm not sure. Don't have to keep the costume. Just be like, walk down the street. Just walking in that fish costume. <laughs> <laughs> you know? People are just like, what the fuck? Just go to the pool and just like swim around. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Poop? That's hilarious. Oh, oh chlorine. Ah. All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to do it for the Oscars wrap up show. Yeah. It's officially tomorrow. <laughs> it is officially. The JIC is now out two days ago. I've already listened to it. No, I'm just you have probably at this point. <laughs> it's time tripping. But uh, all right, folks. Well, as always, check out Foodies Watching Movies on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. You can get the Foodies Watching Movies podcast on all kinds of different social media, whether it's Facebook at Foodies Watching Movies or on Instagram. Also, Film Foodies on Twitter. And as always, you can get us on the Journey into Comics Network on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music Now, Spotify. Subscribe. It's real easy. Every day we post an episode from one of the 10 network shows, nine of which are going to be on journeyintocomics.com, one of which is gameaddicts.com. Go to our Patreon Give us a buck. Get early access to all 10 shows in one spot. As soon as, soon as they are uh, edited, I put them up. And then, obviously, if you give us three bucks, you get all that Infinity War exclusive stuff we talked about earlier. And you don't want to forget that because it helps us. It helps you. We're bringing exclusive content. We have some new shows planned that we can't wait to bring out, folks. And we're going to close this foodies today. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thanks again to everybody that's listening. I've been Nate. I'm Veronica. I'm Andrew. Lauren. And we will see you guys later. Shine up those Oscars real nice, folks.